Hi, and welcome to the Conversation Africa's podcast, Pasha. Today, we bring you something new. We are calling it Conversations with the Editor. And for our first part, our editor, Tabulani Sikakani, chats to Professor Daniel D. Bradlow, Sachi Professor of International Development Law and African Economic Relations. Jabulani picks his brain on the International Monetary Fund injecting $650 billion in special drawing rights into the global economy. It will allocate them among its member states, which can then decide for themselves how they want to use their special drawing rights. The special drawing rights are known as SDRs. So the first question is, I mean, who came up with SDRs in the first place and what was the purpose? So to understand where the SDRs came from, you need to begin with the international monetary system created after the Second World War. And that system was a system based on relatively fixed values for each currency. So each country would agree that the value of their currency would be set in terms of dollars and maintained relatively stable at that rate. And that underneath that, as the backup for the system, the U.S. agreed that they would have a fixed exchange rate between the U.S. dollar and gold. So that if any country came with dollars, they would exchange those that gold for dollars at a rate of $35 an ounce of gold. By the 1960s, it was becoming clear that at some point there would not be enough gold in the system for the U.S. to credibly back up that promise. And so the... Uh, rich countries began to look for a way to fill the gap in liquidity that they anticipated when, when there was no longer that credible uh, credibility linked to the gold dollar exchange uh, situation. And the thing that they came up with was the special drawing rights. And so in 1969, they authorized the IMF through an amendment to the treaty creating the IMF that the IMF could issue SDRs, could create SDRs and share them amongst all the membership of the IMF in proportion to each country's quota. So to understand that when countries join the IMF, they're assigned a quota based on the size of their economy and its role in the global economy. And so the rich countries have the biggest quotas and other countries have smaller quotas. And the SDRs would be shared amongst countries according to their, to their quotas. But the thing with the SDRs was each country would get the SDRs and they would be free to use them as part of their reserves. So that meant there would be no policy conditions attached to them and that they could use the SDRs, convert them, them into dollars or other currencies and then use them to buy the goods and services or meet their debt obligations or whatever purpose they, they wanted. Only condition attached to it was that it, there was an interest rate charged when they used the SDRs. Then that leads to the next question. I mean, why the big tranche uh, now that's being done or that's been done? For, for the rich countries in the world at the moment, they've created enough funds that they, there's no shortage of liquidity for them. But for many countries, there's a big gap in the funding that they need to deal with the COVID crisis, to deal with the climate change crisis, and to meet their obligations uh, coming out of the COVID crisis and the fact that their economies have taken such a strong hit. So that's why the, there's been a call to have a big SDR um, allocation. That allocation of $650 billion equivalent um, is the largest that's ever been issued by the IMF. In fact, it's more than double the total amount of, that's been issued by the IMF since 1969. And to put that in perspective, 
uh, in the global financial crisis in 2008, the IMF only issued 250 billion, uh, which was the biggest until that point, and now they're issuing 650 billion. That 650 billion is equal to roughly 5% of the total reserves in the world. So for many of the countries that will receive those funds, that's going to be a big increase uh, to their reserves. In some cases, it could be as much as 20%. Um, so that's why it's a, it's a big deal. The problem with the, the allocations is most of the allocations, about 60%, about 360 billion, goes to the 40 richest countries in the world. And they really don't need that. On by contrast, 35 billion or 30, excuse me, 33 billion will go to the whole uh, 54 countries or 55 countries on the African continent. And of that, five countries, the five biggest economies, will get the, the lion's share. And for example, South Africa will get about $4 billion worth of the, that 33 billion. But, but the way the SDR um, allocation, the, the, the latest one, has been done um, shows the skewness. Can, right. can you explain how that came about? So the, the concern is that the money, the SDRs are being misallocated. And the question is, how do we um, reallocate them in such a way that the funds actually can be used by those countries that are most in need of having to use them. On the 23rd of August, the SDRs were allocated according to the quotas of countries. Um, and now the question is, how can it be reallocated in such a way that it can be used by the countries who need it? The, the various options being discussed as to how this can be done. Uh, one of the ways, uh, and the way that probably seems the most likely, is that the IMF has a an existing fund called the Poverty uh, Growth and Reduction Trust, uh, the PRGT, which has been used uh, historically to fund programs in the low-income countries. Funding's been made available, and in fact, countries have contributed SDRs to the PRGT in the past. So there's a precedent for doing this. But the funding from the PRGT has policy conditions attached to it, and those policy conditions are often very harsh and very controversial. So the austerity programs uh, that many of us fear from the IMF or the structural adjustment programs of earlier times uh, have come sometimes through the PRGT. And so there's a risk that uh, even though there's more money made available through the PRGT, it could be linked to uh, calls to cut social spending in countries, to raise taxes, to consolidate budgets, deficits, um, and some in fact lead to significant hardship in countries and not necessarily lead to the benefits that are uh, anticipated from the SDRs. But that's one mechanism. Is there a way this can be rectified? The IMF is also thinking about um, developing a new trust fund uh, called the um, Resilience and Sustainable uh, Trust, which would have the benefit that it could be available to all the member countries that need it. One of the problems with the PRGT, or a second problem, is that it's only available to low-income countries. Uh, this new trust could be made available to middle-income countries and emerging markets who, who might also need some of this funding. 
The problem is that it doesn't exist and it uh, would have to be negotiated. And there's a concern uh, or there's an inherent in unpredictability in negotiating a new trust and it'll take time to do that. And uh, time is an important factor. And if you want to get money to the countries that need it most, uh, it is going to need to be done uh, quickly. And, and the, uh, a new trust is probably not the best way of doing that. A third possibility, uh, and one that, that certainly is, is worth um, discussing, is that uh, the IMF has what it calls a list of 15 institutions that are authorized or prescribed holders of SDRs. So that means that with those institutions, and they include institutions like the World Bank and the African Development Bank, um, it would be possible for African countries, for example, to pay their debts to the African Development Bank in SDRs. Um, instead of using uh, dollars. So they could use their SDRs to do that, or you could create a mechanism within the African Development Bank so that other countries could contribute uh, their SDRs to this uh, account in the, in the African Development Bank, and then that money could be on lend uh, to African countries to deal with COVID or, or climate. And that's possible under the existing um, Arrangement. So it would be another way of quickly getting money out and getting it out without it having to go directly through the IMF. Uh, to the extent that the African Development Bank is a more amenable uh, creditor or um, for African countries, that might be a more flexible way of doing things. And also there's some benefit in having a diversity of sources. Um, so that would be another possible way of doing this. One of the concerns that uh, countries might have is that if all the SDRs go back through the IMF, uh, that gives it a monopoly on how the SDRs are used. And given uh, that there's a likelihood that there'll be policy conditions attached to the SDRs, uh, that would uh, could undermine some of the benefits of having a, an SDR allocation, which is supposed to be uh, not uh, without policy conditions. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Danny Bradley in conversation with a conversation editor. The episode was produced by Caroline Southey, Jablani Sikakane, and Ozer Patel. From me, Godfred Boafo. Talk to you soon. Bye.